You are listening to the One of Us.net Podcast Network. One of Us is a podcast and video network funded all but entirely by donations and subscriptions. We do accept pitches for audio-based or banner ads, but on a case-by-case basis. If you are interested in that, contact us at oneofusnet at gmail.com. With the amount of audio and video content we generate, it is expensive and extremely time-consuming to keep things running. Please go to the webpage oneofus.net and sign up for a subscription at $2, $5, 10 or $25 and get a ton of bonus content. One of us needs and appreciates all your support. Hello, this is Bradley Martin, and today we're just going to jump right into it. We're talking about the entirety of The Owl House. The Owl House, a Disney series that just concluded on the Disney Channel. Also now, all three seasons are available on Disney+, Plus. created by Dana Terrace, and stars the voice acting geniuses. Of Sarah Nicole Robles playing Luz, Wendy Malick playing the Owl Lady Ida, Mae Whitman is in this playing a sassy, do everything right, be the best student you can be, or else your parents won't love you, Amity. And of course, everybody's favorite, Angry Tea Kettle, Alex Hirsch is providing the voice of King, a little demon who believes that one day he will rule the world. The Owl House is about a woman, or preteen, I believe she is, in our world, who just doesn't fit in, in any regard. She's very outspoken, very adventurous. She loves making friends, but she's kind of weird. Her favorite book series is about the good witch Azura. Mm -hmm. And while telling a book report about the good witch Azura, she provides her own props, like... (laughs) disemboweled during her presentation which she uses sausages for and and fireworks oh and a pack of snakes so the principal calls her mother in and says she's a great student but she is disruptive camila luce's mother what are you gonna do about it and camila is like i'll talk to her I have summers coming up. I'm sending her to summer camp where she can get that creative energy out and maybe learn to cringe, be normal. (laughs) Gross. Lou's taking all of this in. While taking in these feelings, she meets the Owl Lady, which is in our world, and sees her, you know, uh, what is it? Something stolen from Lou's or taken from Uh, Lou's by one of them? uh, The book. Yeah, her book, stolen by Ida's Palisman. Ida's Palisman. Albert. So Luz, loving that book series, chases this Palisman into another dimension. Adorable thief. (laughs) Yes, you adorable little thief. Into the the Boiling Isles, which is where Ida, Albert, King all live together. Luz finds out that Ida is not just a witch, but a powerful witch. A wild witch who does magic her way. Because in the Boiling Isles... Emperor Bellos, who is voiced by the very talented Matthew Rice, 
He says wild magic is dangerous, evil, and must be abolished. So conform, join the Emperor's Covens, get yourself tattooed when you join, uh, red flag, <laughs> and all will be well. You see, the Boiling Isles isn't just any town, country, or island. It's literally a dead giant that they all live on. Feet, knees, ribs, heart, and all. It's it's phenomenal to see from above. Appendix even for some reason. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And the, the art department must have had a, an amazing time with it. So Luz, under the tutelage of the Owl Lady, who is weird, just like Luz, because she refuses to conform to what this emperor says. They decide to stick together because weirdos should stick together. What ensues then is three seasons of so much funny slapstick comedy really good satire on adventure stories and surprisingly so much emotional heart behind what it means to not only be there for others but be there for yourself i cried like a little baby watching this show several times so i'm gonna introduce my coven of friends bad girl coven Anyways, with me to talk about the Owl House. Not just the retaining, but the returning Bonesboro Brawl champion. Jordan is with us. Hello. And she is the head of the illusion, illusionist coven. Tessa is with us. What, what, what? And if you are in the Bard's Coven, you always need that beautiful sound to really sell your spell. Harmony is with us. <laughs> now, this show went on for two seasons, and Disney said, this is not the demographic we want watching our channel. Let's cancel it. Why would they say that? Because this is the most progressive and pro-LGBTQ uh, plus show that I've ever seen. So much so that the characters of this show and their sexual preferences are a part of who they are and not mm-hmm. even plot points. How that, that weird. Already is, yeah, that already is like, it's like they're just fucking people. People. What or a elves. Concept. Or witches. Or demons. But witches. Or, yeah, whatever. Or, 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 or adorable little baby demons with whose face is just all gnarling teeth. <laughs> with the big voice <laughs> and fluffy little paws oh, oh king yes and we'll be yeah. talking about this series as a whole and this is going to be relatively spoiler free but uh, yes please uh, you three ladies take it away on the owl house i have to say i i'm not going to say this lightly the, the owl house is one of the most important uh animated series that has come along in a good while uh, because if I had actually grown up with stuff like Steven Universe and Gravity Falls and especially the Owl House, I would have come out so much earlier mm-hmm. in life and felt safer and more confident in doing so. Because this is a Disney Channel animated series that features its very first explicitly lesbian character in Amity Blight, voiced by Mae Whitman from Arrested Development and Scott Pilgrim and various many other things. And also a not a very, you know, 
Uh, yeah, sorry, I'm, I'm losing words, hold on. And also, its very first non-binary character in Rain Whispers. Just any gender non-conforming identity. It, 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 seeing that in an actualized Disney product is... It honestly is mind-blowing. And even actually letting uh, our bisexual protagonist, Luz Naceda, who is confirmed bisexual, mm-hmm. actually be allowed to interact and kiss her her enemy-to-lover girlfriend, uh, Amity Blight, is amazing. And I'm also glad... That trope was in there, but also I forgot to mention if She-Ra Princesses of Power was also around when I was younger. Yes, thank I, you. I, yeah, I, yeah, I was about to I, say. I, I would have been gayer than I already am. Right <laughs> as a someone who rewatches a lot of cartoons that my kids like over and over and over and over and over again, <laughs> the Amity uh, is she a lesbian? <laughs> the first time I watched this. No idea until the Grom happened that she was mm-hmm. a lesbian. The second time, like episode three, I was like, oh, okay. That's <laughs> <laughs> what you're doing there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I I think King is pretty fun. He's he's so cute. I feel like he's the second coming of Gurr from Invader Zim. And I'm here oh, for sure. <laughs> for sure. For sure. For sure. He's got that energy so hard. And like Hootie... Um, Hootie is best character. I, oh God! Hootie's, Hootie is that goofy friend. Hootsifer. Uh, Hootie is that Hootsifer. goofy friend who like gets on your nerves a little bit sometimes, but is just too damn endearing to just like completely ignore. No, I agree because I, I'm still unsure of just what Hootie is. <laughs> I I don't know anymore. <laughs> I thought I knew. I think he's a house demon. A worm. But, yeah. Yeah. But but also because in my deepest, darkest thoughts, in my most private moments alone, I will sit in silence and then it'll be broken simply by hooty hoot hoot. And I was like, God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> now, we got more drama going on in this show, not just for the kids, but the adults. Who again, excellent voice cast. Ida actually has a sister who full-on joins the Emperor's Coven, and she's not a mustache-twirling psychopath at all. She's like, why do you hate peace? Why do you hate order, Edelin? You've always been this wild child. You can't possibly this be this immature, angry, outrageous person forever. Just join the Emperor's Coven. Everybody's join doing us. it. Yeah, join Watch us. Me be this. <laughs> and her sister Lilith, played by Sissy Jones, uh, she's a brilliant character. Mm-hmm. I'd say she's one of the main antagonists, but she's never in any way seen as evil, which gets to the heart of a lot of the messaging in this show. Have you ever considered not being a mutant? <laughs> oh, yeah, God. Yeah, exactly. That line. I will yeah. say, Ida played amazingly by. Wendy Malick is probably my personal favorite character because, well, one, she is definitely queer. That's he- that's basically confirmed by the fact that she and uh, Rain used to be a thing. So and, Lilith uh, knows something about Edith. Edith actually is cursed, and if she doesn't control this curse, she'll turn into a giant 
literally a giant monstrous owl lady. So Loth is like, hey, I've got a conversion therapy for you here at the Emperor's house. Uh, sorry, a cure for you. Yeah. With Emperor Bellos, just just I mean, join join the Emperor's coven. I'll, I'll fix your cure. Join us. Yeah. Join us. <laughs> and as the seasons progress, Lilith also grows as a character. Edith, so much. She's like the wise old owl lady who's awesome and fun, like a fun aunt. But the growth that she still goes through, even though she's a mentor character, that's also something you don't see a lot of. In the X-Men, Professor X is just Professor X, and he's always right. The end. He's had but, his growth before we get to him in the exactly. comic book, basically. Yeah. What are some of your all's favorite characters that actually, because like, all of them have their story to tell in this, and it's a big ensemble. Oh, my what gosh. What do you guys all like? I, I, I actually, I really like Gus. He's endearing. I also really like person willow His name willow. I just... willow thank you oh, i was like willow, yeah. person okay like cut that out please god <laughs> willow yeah willow by teddy gabrielle who's voiced by teddy gabrielle is a student at the is a student at hexide we... yeah willow is is great um she's got two dads which is awesome she also is definitely have a lot of people of color well, or witches of color in this show and representation matters whether it's skin tone or identity or whatever i think it matters and the fact that it's all it's never anything that's like explicitly talked about it's like oh she's asian or or whatever the witchy equivalent thereof is i don't know uh, but she's she's a gorgeous character chubby super powerful and that's just everything to me <laughs> And that she's able to hold her on once she finds herself and like really come into her special speciality. She is just so cool to watch. She's and all these characters have so much trauma <laughs> that I think everybody does, you know, it is. And some of it is, you know, kind of work through in the show and some of it is, you know, things that they've already gotten past. But I, I can't. I can't deal with this show. It's so great. I like some of the villains are really like Kikimura is such an annoying but amazing oh. villain. <laughs> She's so little and angry. <laughs> Her hairstyle looks like a monster claw. Yeah. It's yeah, like gorgeous. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, it, it, it's kind of reminiscent of like the bold over emo helmet hair yes yeah <laughs> she's, yeah, she's got a bit of a so. napoleon complex or something just a bit, a bit oh wait 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 on. you mean the very short little demon with a giant robot mech that she constantly uses has <laughs> I, I i could not tell and i wish there was more <laughs> i want there to be like so much more of this show netflix pick i want up. netflix please my god we have over 40 episodes and three TV specials. Tessa, if you could indulge me with some of your favorite storylines and episodes. Oh, um, definitely any that are like flashbacks to Edith's time at school and her and, mm -hmm. and, and Lilith uh, when they're younger and just seeing how they kind of interacted and sort of like why they are the way they are now and what their parents are like and just kind of like the pressures that were put upon them and expectations and sort of like insecurities that sort of led to uh, Edith's curse, if you will. Um, 
but yeah i i really like his flashbacks i always enjoyed when we were trying to learn more about you know what is king what kind of demon is he where is he from those just any anything that kind of like fleshed out any of the characters i was always down for seeing all those flashbacks like to lilith uh, who is also some good representation since it's been confirmed by Dana Taylor. She is all she is asexual and aromantic. Oh, like, see, like seeing her arc was fascinating and just how complicated her relationship with Ida was. But you mentioned therapy and Jesus fuck if anyone in this show needed therapy, it was Hunter. <laughs> oh, Hunter. Yes. Who? Poor Hunter. Yeah. Yeah, voiced by Zeno Robinson, who was pretty much the golden guard, Emperor Bellus's right hand. And when they go into his backstory, it is, it is tragic. Like, yeah, at first he's kind of annoying, but then it's like, you know what, kid? Just, Trauma. J- just. Quit your job. Quit your job. Just, just you know quit. what? You, you know what? Just steal what you what you were told to steal from me. I'm not. I'm. I'm not gonna stop you. And <laughs> and as far as episodes, one of my absolute favorites. I mentioned it. Uh, is you know, enchanting Grom fright from the first season, which was notable because of just how it laid the groundwork towards Lumity, loose and. Amity, uh, you know, going through their friendship and how they're more alike than they thought. And, you know, they've done that episodes before, but this one was just amazing and also just incredibly gay because of that dance at the end, which this show, yeah, this show really reveled in using bisexual lighting. So, yes, it. One of my favorite yeah, uh, Hunter spots, real quick. Hunter, as Jordan so eloquently pointed out, he's got a bit of anxiety. And he has a full-on anxiety panic attack in one episode. Mm-hmm. This character, Gus, actually gives him, I don't mean to sound condescending, actual advice. Yeah. A real helpful method. It's like, have you tried breathing and counting? And I'm like, no freaking way. <laughs> and then Gus actually demonstrates the breathing and counting. And I'm like, Wow. Mm-hmm. Now, before we close, we got to get into the second half of the drama. Emperor Bellos, he wants everyone to join his coven Boo. so he can celebrate Boo. The, Boo. the children of the Isle, celebrate the Day of Unity. I, and everyone, mm. everybody, even Kiki Mora and Lilith, maybe not Kiki Mora, she might have a little bit more knowledge than she lets on. But Lilith is all like, well, whatever the Day of Unity is, it'll be a great thing. Probably. Unity sounds great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cool. yeah. And so we find out what the day of unity is by the end of season two. And not a great thing. Nope. But I... this sets up the last three episodes, which are the specials, where they fight back against Belos and this new sort of maybe villain, not really villain, or is a villain called the Collector. And the Collector essentially is a Twilight Zone character. Uh, <laughs> Who puts you in a field. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Pretty much a child with the power of God, uh, omnipresence. Uh, yeah, yes. You want to be a jack-in-the-box? Here you go. <laughs> I, I, How did you... 
I will. How did you all feel it handled its wrap-up and its finale with this new turn of events? I would have liked more. Um, I realized that there was constraints on time. Um, and I, with that part of the story, I really felt the, the rush. I, I believe it for, for who that character is, for who the collector is. It makes, it makes sense yeah. that it ended the way it did. Yeah, they, yeah, they, it, I did feel like, okay, we gotta get to this and this and this a little mm-hmm. bit during the, uh, series finale. I mean, mm-hmm. the, the penultimate episode, they really do a good job of going into, uh, what the collector is. And even showing, like, okay, because like any good villain, you know, there's a sympathy angle, mm-hmm. you know, in some ways. And it's like, okay, well, this is pretty much just a child that was locked away for just being too fucking powerful and being manipulated by this absolute piece of shit, <laughs> uh, Bella, like, I, I'll admit, I did not recognize that was Matthew Rice at first. That's just how good the audio editing and also his mm-hmm. performance is. That's just like, man, whoever this guy is, they, they, they got their fucking acting shoes on. <laughs> and not, did not, not just realizing I just watched him for about six seasons in The Americans. Ah, uh, <laughs> gotcha. Yeah. But uh, Bellas was fascinating the more you got to know him. I mean, essentially, yeah, he just wanted to do, like, some uh, mystical Nazism, you know, essentially. But, again, there there was something to him. And he, was, he was self-hating, too, in a way. Yeah. Yeah, he, yeah it's just like... He was self-hating and had delusions of... Grandeur. Grand, almost adequacy. <laughs> uh, okay, that too. You know what I mean? Like he, yeah. Once you get to his backstory, it's like you are overcompensating for something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So Tessa, how'd you feel about that finale? Uh, yeah, probably similarly to Harmony. Um, I still like felt like it was a really good ra- like they wrapped up everything in a neat bow at the end. I felt like they they did it as good as they could with what they were given and and it was it was wrapped up in a nice little bow at the end and you know um i didn't feel like there was anything unaddressed we just all wanted more (laughs) yeah and i think that just speaks to the love and care of this show and how much it draws you in that you're just like i want more of these characters i want more and i don't feel like that's selfish (laughs) like i feel like that's there's a need for for shows like this. It absolutely isn't selfish because I, I I was still thinking the same thing. Like, okay, this was a perfect ending, but I still want more with these characters. I still want to have them in my life. Mm-hmm. They, they are incredible because there's also like so many great like little side characters like Mephalomule, another student at Hexide who is very confident in his very shitty puberty mustache. (laughs) (laughs) And and, uh, the Bat Queen. Oh my god. Isabella Rossellini. uh, Yes, I was going to say, I I was shocked. Like, they got her. Oh my god. 
and just terrifying all, and, woman. <laughs> and also, I'll be petty for a moment. I also kind of well enjoyed a little more pot shots at Harry Potter because right? also just going to be petty. Fuck you, J.K. Rowling. This is a much Yay. better magical franchise for children. Suck I, I Do you have a say, favorite, uh, I, real quick, before our final thoughts, do you have a favorite pot shot at the Grudge Harry Potter just, franchise? Just, <laughs> just, just, just taking a piss out of Quidditch, being like, then, then this is meaningless. What the fuck? It's stupid. Everything is you won. Yeah, we caught the, uh, the golden scarab while you were scoring the final points, so we automatically win. But that undoes every Everything. amount of teamwork that we just accomplished together. My favorite one was, wow, you have nine covens to choose from at your school? How do you choose? Well, you know, it's really up to the student to decide where they want to put their expertise. We used to have a choosy hat, but <laughs> things got out of hand. <laughs> yeah, I would much rather go to Hexide than Hogwarts. I feel like. Oh Hex- yeah, uh, I mean, thank I, you for redeeming the magical school trope. I mean, know? even yeah, I feel like even with Hexide's form of detention, I'd feel much safer there. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, we do have to cut this review short because yeah. I could talk about this show for hours. Same. We are going to head into our final thoughts. Like twenty more episodes. There's no time for that. Jordan, will you please start? Uh, once again, this is one of the most important animated series uh, in quite a long time. It's amazing. It's wonderful. It has so many great characters we didn't even get, get into and some really incredible episodes that just really tug at the heartstrings and also are capable of making you laugh your ass off at the same time. It's really amazing. I could have gone like two more, three more seasons I just wanted to see that many more magical adventures and actually learn how to play Hexus Hold'em. But... You're playing it right now. What? Am I winning? (laughs) (laughs) But uh, I know. uh, But it had a great ending. I'm glad uh, it was able to wrap it up on its own terms. So many great characters and amazing queer representation, which is why this show mattered so damn much because it was a Disney product that was just this so incredibly progressive and inclusive and now uh yeah i I don't know what else is left but it's amazing i cannot highly recommend it enough i'm gonna give it 10 out of 10 bad girl coven shirts that i desperately need Mm Hmm. give me one too they have them on amazon i think yeah. <laughs> I know. I know. I'd rather. But, let's find it on Etsy. Yeah. That's Etsy a, or from a little the better. Actual Owl House shop if they got one. Harmony, your final thoughts. <laughs> um, let's see if I can put my thoughts together for this. I love any show that has supernatural elements. I. Because. The fantasy of using like that kind of magic or whatever is always a good playground for different kinds of ideals, right? It's always a good place where you can explore interpersonal relationships to yourself and your the power within and stuff like that. And so just from like a witchy person standpoint, I really 
appreciated the show. Um, for me, I am... I have a hard time connecting, even though I consider myself bi, connecting to the LGBTQIA community because I'm married to a man. <laughs> but seeing Lutz, Luz, um, you know, she, star- she starts off having kind of like this crush on this, on this guy that she's on a quest with. And then, you know, it manages to find the person that she's really supposed to be with. And I, I really appreciate that. And I, I love this show so much that it made me feel okay with, uh, you know, saying that I was part of the rainbow mafia for lack of a better word, yeah. the ra- the rainbow, which is coalition. Yeah. Um, I, Oh gosh, it has so much heart and it means so much to so many people. And it's really good animation. It's there are some beautiful shots, especially in these these the last couple episodes specials that are like straight up. The animation is so smooth, and like the frame rate has been doubled. <laughs> like it's just it's amazing. Um, if you want to see a show that has a lot of heart and a lot of craft in every sense of the word. This is the show for you. Um, I'm going to give it a 10 out of 10. Jeez. Hoot. Does, <laughs> like Hootie my, is my, my, my inner beast. And I'm just going <laughs> to accept that. Hoot. And just, and hoot, just to hoot. reiterate to anyone out there that is by, just, if you just happen to be dating or married to the opposite gender, that in no way validates your queerness. I know, I know, I know, but it's good to see that representation oh, as no, well no, to I, remind I, you. I know, yeah. I just wanted to say it out there for all the people. Yes, yeah. I appreciate it. All the listeners. Tessa, your final thoughts? Uh, yeah, no, I um, love Owl House and also love to see representation, especially in Rain, being non-binary. I'm gender fluid, non-binary, so... Uh, it was nice to see a character that I could relate to. I'm like, uh, I knew immediately. I was like, I see you. I see what's up. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, like Owl House is like, it's quirky. It's queer, witchy, whimsical, insanely well animated. It's a series that doesn't disappoint. And it's well-developed and immersive um, world that they have created. Um, that we, as we said, we just want more of, and Luz is almost instantly a a lovable and relatable character with how weird she is. I grew up in a small town, West Virginia, constantly being called that weird kid all the time. Everyone was always saying I was weird since I could talk, like, nonstop until, like, I moved to Austin, Texas, and then people were saying that I was weird, but the tone shifted to, uh, endearing. Um, instead of you're weird to like, Hey, you're weird. Um, it was nice. It was a nice shift in tone when I moved here. So, um, yeah, like the characters are all very relatable and I relate to Ida, the owl lady, because she doesn't want to pick any one type of magic. And I felt that way about art. I didn't want to pick any one type of art. Like I like to do fiber art and glass art and I like to draw and sculpt and work with like do woodworking and all sorts of different things, you know, and prop building and you know, when people say, oh, your focus is to spread out, you'll never be good at any one thing. And I say nuts to that. Um, mm-hmm. Nuts. <laughs> so, 
Yeah, I'm allowed to like, go suck eggs. I don't know. Um, <laughs> but I, second yeah, I relate to her a lot in her whole wanting to be kind of like a jack of all trades. So anyways, this is relatable on many levels. And I'm going to give this 10 out of 10 taxidermied griffins with spider breath. <laughs> Which is it's accurate. Yeah, it's accurate. <laughs> it's canon. Luce did her homework. It's, I knew it. And also, giraffes <laughs> are fucked up. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Guys. <laughs> yeah. So for me, I, you know, Luce comes on the screen. She's dressed like she's dressed. She has her hair cut like it is. No idea. Completely whoosh over my head. My second son, Calvin, you know, because we all watch this together as a family. When it's revealed that, at least to the straight white males, that Luz has a crush on a girl. Like, Whoa, really? And my, my son, my second son, I remember looking at me like, you, you, you didn't know she was bi? And I'm like, no. And he says, she's wearing the colors, Dad. <laughs> <laughs> and I will say, I will say this is why this is such an important uh, groundbreaking series. A couple of years ago, when I realized my first child was going to go into puberty, I got to know about, like, who, who we could fall in love with. Uh, let's see, it's either uh, gay or straight, right? And my wife at the time was like, I think it's a lot different than that, actually. And I'm like, oh boy. So I started reading uh, Rebecca Sugar. Um, there's this amazing bit of comic called, uh, I believe it's Nimone. I don't remember the name Nimona? of the author. Nimona. Nimona yes. Yeah, by, uh, I, I read that. Nate and Nate Stevens. That blew my concept of uh, sexuality, gender, the differences between the two wide open. Started reading a lot of Molly Ostertag's work, another amazing artist and animator. And then eventually I came to The Owl House years later when that started getting popular. Didn't notice a lot of the uh, representation at first because it was such... A hilarious show so many amazing jokes uh the second episode opens up with lose like i'm living with a witch and she's gonna teach me how to be a witch and my magical journey starts and you know ida comes down the stairs in her robe with a cup of coffee like really blurry eyed she looks at lose and goes who who are you again <laughs> and there's Apple so blood. many great great comedic beats uh, there's an episode about bullying. And she's like, maybe we should tell the principal. And one of the characters says, oh, the principal's not going to care. Basha could kill someone and the principal wouldn't care. And the principal in earshot says, Basha killed someone. <laughs> well, I don't approve of that, but at least she's trying new things. <laughs> and, Very reminiscent of growing up in a small town that only gave a shit about its high school football team. Yeah, Exactly. So this show tackles so many important issues I think are important to so many kids. The concept of the chosen one, it rips that nonsense to shreds, and I loved that. Before I rant on for... This show's so good. It's hard not to. So good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's just a lot of really good lessons on a lot of things that work in everybody's life even grown-ups i think can enjoy this show obviously all four of us are adults of course right yeah sure <laughs> okay so <laughs> i'm gonna give this one also 10 out of 10 lucky shot willow <laughs> <That was> my- <laughs> and 
also, before we go, Ida Clawhorn is totally the ex-wife of Grunkle Stan. <laughs> I can see that. I I ship it. <laughs> yeah, I can see that. 